This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And welcome. Hello. <laughs> it's not a pod. It's not one of my podcasts today. It's something going wrong, so it's okay. At least, if, as long as the internet stays on, we're golden. Um, anyway, for those that are listening and not watching the episode, welcome to the SWM podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I am joined on this edition. I've absolutely ruined the intro- introduction already, so I apologize. <laughs> but uh, I am joined by a guest that, that, by popular demand, that is on the show now, former uh, champion in bot wrestling, which we'll get into uh, in the show. And I only got the results like ten minutes ago, so thank God. It's <laughs> awkward. It's Fraser Gervin. Welcome to the show. Hello, lovely to be on. I'm I'm excited to have you on, just because, uh, like I say, a lot of people, like I said off camera as well. Um, just when I was putting names out there, a couple came back, and always Fraser Gervin was suggested. So I'm I, I'm not about to put pressure on you. But I'm hoping it's good. Uh, so I'm hoping at least you've got some decent stories to tell. Otherwise, well, I've got plenty of stories. Excellent. <laughs> Otherwise, right. it's going to be like an hour or so of us just of me trying to like drag stories out of you because I've done that before and <laughs> they're not fun episodes to, 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 to do. Uh, anyway, so we'll start with the kind of basic question as we do with all episodes. I'm just going to try and someone did ask it on Instagram, so I'll at least give them the credit. Um, Cat Stewart ninety two asked, mm-hmm. "What made you start pro wrestling, and who was your idol?" But well, yeah, we'll, we'll I'll bash them all in at one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a kind of long winded one, but okay. I can talk about how I got into wrestling, which is a really funny story. Um, okay, we'll do the um, idol one a little later on. Now it kind of trails into that a wee bit. Uh, SmackDown vs Raw two thousand eight. As many people, it was the video games that got me into. Didn't watch wrestling at all growing up, and it was because my mum used to work in Blockbuster, renting that game, and just fell in love with it from then. And then it was my brother who then started wrestling school. I started going to Scottish shows, and it was specifically seeing BT Gun winning the NWA Scottish Heavyweight Belt. That was what made me go, one day I'm going to do that. So, in a way, BT Gun, him and Lionheart. Of course, and now you're modelling your uh, your look. But I mean, so am I. It seems uh, on on both <laughs> uh, with the with the yeah. bald head beard. It's it's a good look. It's a classic look. It seems to be in Scottish wrestling now, and just wrestling in general. Male um, pattern baldness <laughs> gets us all one day. It it does. I mean, the weirdest thing I think I've said in a previous episode. I have a full head of hair. It's just super blonde at the top. So yeah, it looks. I look. Bald, and uh, it is awkward when people call me bald, and I go, "No, touch it, touch it." There's hair. There's no bald spot. Uh, anyway, we're, I've had one sip of Monster, and I'm I'm super excited. So let's just uh, carry on. So SmackDown vs Raw 2008. That was the feature in ECW one, wasn't it? The yeah. Undertaker, oh. Bobby Lashley, Cena. I think on the front. Yes, it was actually. So, um, it was your guy. It was a uh, oh, CM Punk. Obviously, he had tattoos and he looked cool. Him and Jeff Hardy being, you know, alternative and into the stuff I was into. Except it was actually, I remember the thing that caught my eye was on the back of it. 
I saw someone swing a guitar. I think it was like CM Punk or something like that swinging the guitar. And in my head, being eight years old, not knowing any better, going, "Oh, well, I like music." That was all it took. <laughs> that was all it took. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. that that's oh, literally it. You look at it and go, I can hit people with guitars. Oh, it must be a music game. Let's go for it. Yeah. Guitar hero. <laughs> uh, so CM Punk then, uh, Jeff Hardy, big fan of Jeff Hardy here. That's, I, th- I think after 200 odd episodes, people probably will know that now. Um, was So yeah, it was just cool. Was, was that your kind of, were you straight edge? Were you kind of that scene? Where you I tried, to, tried to kid myself on for years that I was straight edge. Um, and then I turned 15. <laughs> and like most people from Glasgow area, you just kind of go from there. 15, you started late. Uh, I know, I know. I was I was a good boy. I was an altar server and whatnot, so I had to keep up appearances, but now look at me. That's the boldness. That's where it came from. Years of abuse. I mean, I, don't, I barely drink. I don't understand how I've... I've oh, wait, I've got a full head of hair. We've already established that. It's fine. Uh, right, so from that point onwards then, so you, you said 2008, and then first uh, your brother got into, into the wrestling himself, but were, were you aware of the local scene before he did that, or was it just a case of he started? So I, like, oh, it, no. it was zero clue of the local scene. It was my brother, obviously being older, he's like five years older, so he was more aware of like actual going-ons in the world. And it was, um, I can't remember specifically, but I think it was either the paper or something like that came up, something to do with a Scottish wrestling show advert. And he went, it was, it, didn't even imagine that could be a thing. You know what I mean? We did because we had no clue about world of sport. We had no clue about anything going on. We didn't even go to the tribute shows until like later on. So he looked up Scottish wrestling and it just so happened that it was um, the old Area 52 unit in Linwood, which became the source school. He went, well, I'm going to go there, obviously. And it was literally, he found out about it one week. And I think he went the next week. And then that was him. Just from that point onwards. And then and through that is where we started going to shows. And then you became his practice dummy, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Still am. <laughs> So, so from you said you weren't aware of it until you really got into video games and then watching it. So, watching it was again CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, the guys that you, you were drawn to, or when you wa- actually watched the shows, was there was there guys that what we're talking two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So, as a dark time and 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 trying to remember who was actually there. Uh, Cena probably. Uh, well, see, this is the thing. I, I had this really nice combination of I was into wrestling. But I was poor. So I couldn't watch WWE. <laughs> All I got was the WWE experience on a Sunday morning before I went to church. No, sorry. After I went to church. Yes. Uh, it was after. Yeah. So it was always just uh, the like the highlights from the week. And I remember it was see the odd occasion Sky would stick out an episode of Raw and oh mm-hmm. it was like Christmas Day came early. Every time that happened, me and Lewis would huddle around the TV, buzzing. Um but most of our wrestling or watching of wrestling came through very bad quality indie wrestling on YouTube and uh, TNA. Oh, and right. Oh, uh, of course, yeah, of course. You said your mum worked at Blockbuster. Yeah, we're going to be about TNA because why not? Uh, but is so speak so. Oh God, that's that's so many memories uh, from myself growing up when I was. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit older. 
So uh, it would be the case of coming home and seeing metal on uh, on Sunday after yeah. church. Uh, but so WWE experience was it Scott Stanford or John the Coachman at the time? I can't remember who. No, it was. Was it Scott? Stan- I think it was Scott Stanford to start. Yeah, I'd be lying, honestly. I can't even remember who the host was. Um, so you, you weren't there for that, though. You were there to oh. actually see like Mark Henry, like throw <laughs> someone. So, yeah. Um, what time? Jeez, that's. I remember when I moved back to my, my folks uh, once, and and that was it. That was my only that only WWE, unless it's YouTube that I could go on to, and it was waiting. So one hour of raw. So, oh, let's watch one hour of raw. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, those are the days. Those are the days. Kids, kids have got it too easy. Too uh, easy. Getting too the easy. highlights. On YouTube. I remember when it was like a rare occurrence to find like new WWE footage on YouTube because it would get copyright straight straight away. And before they discovered how to use their YouTube channel properly. Although, if you wanted anything done to be, go onto their own website and watch uh, uh, John oh, yeah. Five Questions with the Champ for <laughs> or, uh, Crime Time. Um, they, they did their Word of the Week and uh, Dirt Sheet. Oh, and Dirt Sheet, yeah. Dirt Sheet. Oh, so that, was, that was the best. Like, like, I said, like I said, the kids these days, they can just go onto YouTube, go onto their streaming devices and, and, and access anything. But we had to make some effort. Back, yeah. back in our day. Um, back in my day. <laughs> so, low quality indie wrestling, what we're talking about here, uh, is it like, uh, CZW or, or just yeah. whatever you uh, CZW, Shikara, the rare time you could find a bit of Ring of Honor, that was like God's gift. Um, Lewis was obviously training at this point, so he was like trying to be the wee mark that he was watching like New Japan or Noah. I tried to kid on that I would watch it, but I had no clue what was going on because I was eight years old. <laughs> it's just, um, just a bunch of chested folks slapping each other. That's how I, that's how yeah, I thought. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of guys like Chuck Taylor and Coke Band. Because again, I was a child. I had the attention span of a 10-year-old. So it was guys like that that I was obsessed with. And eventually, as I started to get more wise to it, it was guys like Chris Hero and like Cesaro or Claudio. Um who I was a really big fan of, and Danielson, especially. Uh, but no, that was like how, I, that's where I have like a real fond like nostalgia for, is watching all of that. And whenever I could just get that wee nugget, or like a full match even. Because that was another problem, it was like, it was never full matches. It would be like, somebody would make like a highlight reel, they'd make a music video or something like that. And that was what I would get. So I still, to this day, love like edits and highlight reels and stuff like that. Because it just, it, it reminds me of like, when it, what made me love wrestling to begin with? The funny thing about those things was, I mean, you you came in just at the at the time when the wrestling channel had stopped. And it became some sort of fight shite, which just, yeah. Uh, but there was always the case where someone would upload part one, part two, part three, but part two would get the yeah. strike, so we'd only get one and three. So you never got the middle bit of the match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I sort of I hated that. What a nightmare to be a wrestling fan who was poor back then. <laughs> I know you go to eBay. I mean, I've still I've still a VHS player in my loft, and and yeah. that's how, that's how I went to eBay five pounds VHS. That's it. Get get me get me Royal Rumble '95. I didn't need a WWE <laughs> Network uh, at that time. Um, but TNA then. Good speaking. So you came in. Oh, just before the Hogan era. So that's a very interesting Ooh. time to come into it. Uh, when they were actually profitable between 2007 and 2010. Um, yeah. 
Etienne was just amazing, wasn't it? I'm sure that, that period. Like, see, now especially having gotten into wrestling, see watching that era specifically, in particular the X Division, it's as if these guys didn't realise they had to pay for healthcare over there. See the way that they take like bumps and the way they throw themselves about, especially like see all the gimmick matches they've done, like the cages and the the, the elevation. Is it Elevation X? No, Elevation X is the cage one with the the Rhino and AJ Styles was done. Uh, the stuff, uh, scaffold thing that was. Yeah, crazy. all the daft gimmick matches done. See the way they used to chuck themselves about. It's insane that any of them can walk. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing that there was never any big story. Well, I mean, the only one. Even then, it wasn't really about that, but it was like Chris Candido, of course. Uh, he got a blood clot and he went on a flight, and then and then all that yeah. happened. But even then, like there was no major scary injuries in TNA. And like you're saying, you, you watch the exhibition stuff back, and the the bit they always show for exhibition stuff with AJ Styles doing the last minute um, fall off the the X, yeah. Ultimate X thing, and and Dan and Daniels. Uh, flinging himself onto the uh, the middle of the X as well. You look at it, you go, how is how did they do that? You know, it's, it's it was the best. It was the best times, and then and then Hogan came in, and especially yeah. when they were doing all that on their six sided ring, which everyone hated. Oh, exactly. That's what I mean. That, that adds to my point. It's the fact they were doing all this in a ring that sucked. <laughs> you know, but I'll make this point. I enjoyed the Hogan era. Like, I really love the Hogan era. <laughs> It was bad, but like in that, like so bad that it's good way, you know. It's like one of those. What's going to happen next is, uh, oh, there's Orlando Jordan pouring milk on on himself. Okay, let's move Wait, on. But here's Val Venus. That's the best. Val Venus, get him back. Give him the belt. Pop that Josh Alexander boy back next division. <laughs> oh, do we look at the uh, NWA with the uh, with uh, James Mitchell? And getting them thrown off. I mean, I'm sure Val Veniskin will be fine with his selling his temp oil and these uh these weed supplements. Uh, I mean, he'll be fine. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Gone off the rails. I like. I love this podcast already. Uh, right. Okay. So from that point onwards, then you, you got a little bit into the scene. You getting DVDs, VHSs, whatever. Uh, snippets on YouTube and whatever Lewis could borrow from from folk yeah. to to watch and you'd have to try and tolerate J- japanese wrestling um <laughs> what was there any point in that part like in that stage where there was any aspirations thinking oh, that's fine he's gonna train and then i'm gonna start afterwards and we're gonna be tag team champions was there any aspirations at that point or did that come a little bit later on so this is a weird one it was like when i was about 11 i remember right about then my dad used to help out a lot at shows. Just he was there for the sake of Lewis. He works within like the trades, so it was like anything daft they needed for shows, space heaters, lights, guardrails, stuff like that. He would always help out, and because of that is like a kind of favorite time. They're like, we understand Fraser's about anyway, so if you want, we can train him. It was more so I would just show up at training, and like demo would show me like wee bits and pieces, but it would just be me and him. Um, but I was a fat 11 year old <laughs> so I was like I don't want to do this anymore because um, like, I'd always wanted to do it but I knew having seen what Lewis had been through I was like it's a bit much for me even like, even when I was 11 I knew it was too much for me um, 
So I went through like the training process a few times and there was always roadblocks. Was, like, I started at 11, but I felt like I was too young. Then I started again at 16. And I was in a roller coaster accident. What? Right, okay, right. <laughs> Ca- carry on with that. We'll get into that. that, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. I knew that was going to come off eventually. <laughs> um, and I started at 19 again. Uh, and then I gave up because the compensation money I'd gotten from that roller coaster crash ran out. So I had to get a job uh, and I didn't have as much free time. Uh, and it wasn't until last year, about March, it was like I'd finally, cause in, my, in the back of my mind, even from when I started, it's like when I got my first job at 16, I was always in my mindset like, I'm doing this job so I can make money so then I can have the free time to go to wrestling training. But things just always got in the way, I felt. And it was I just remember I came to the realisation going, huh, I've got all this free time, got all this extra money. Why don't I just do it? And I just kinda never looked back. Um <laughs> Okay, right. A lot to unpack on there. Um, there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> we're gonna go straight back to the roller coaster because you know that's, that's, I think this is gonna be uh ironically a roller coaster of a, of a story. Right. Yes. Roller coaster That's... accident. Set the scene. So, uh, in 2016, June 26th, maybe, I don't know, at 6 o'clock, I don't know the specifics, uh, I was on, I don't know if you remember it, it was called the Tsunami Roller Coaster at M&D's. No. Maybe. But, okay. No. That crashed. <laughs> I was on it. Uh yeah, pretty scary. Nobody died, thankfully. Uh, and annoyingly, not annoyingly, shouldn't say that, uh, like a month prior was the Alton Towers accident, so we got kind of overshadowed in the news. Anytime I tell someone this story, they go, oh, were you in Alton Towers? I was like, nah, I was in the wee jobber one the next month. 27th of June was when the article went up in The Guardian. Uh, so when's the 26th? I was right. Uh, there we go. Three children. No, I don't want to... I don't want to save cookies. Thank you. Uh, okay. Three children would be seriously hurt in a theme park roller coaster crash in which a total of 10 people were hospitalized. I had no idea I was going to be able to, uh, this was going to be happening today. Uh, Sammy <laughs> Ryan derailed and hit the ground at Emmett's Music Park at Strathclyde Country Park, Motherwell near Glasgow. Hopefully, I'm not giving you PTSD. I just realized that. I'm just reading it and reliving it to you. Uh, oh, I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> Witnesses said people were trapped upside down when the ride came off the rails at 3 40 p.m. Eight children and two adults were taken to hospital nearby. Holy heck. Yeah. I was was 16. And I I remember it was so funny. Because when it first happened, obviously, so the the news report said from 35 feet at like 40 miles per hour or something like that is how we crashed. And I remember, because I'd been on this roller coaster a bunch of times before. (laughs) <laughs> I remember the like sudden realization of this doesn't feel the same as last time. And before I knew it, I was on the floor, <laughs> um, hanging like upside down. And it, it was like I had all this pain on my right hand side, but I couldn't feel it in my left hand side. And my first thought was I'd had a stroke. The <laughs> <laughs> so bad that I'd had a stroke, and I could only feel the pain on one side. <laughs> um, I hadn't, thankfully. I just got very unfortunate and my entire right hand side took a beating uh, for 
clarification. I broke my arm and I tore my quad. And that was before I even got into wrestling. Classic, classic wrestling injury. Um, oh my god! Yeah, That's... pretty mental. I mean, now when you look back at it, it's it's one of those things where, like, say you thought you had a stroke and all that, but like in my head, thinking, "Oh, the right side hurts, but I can't feel the left. The left side's the one I'm going to worry about because I can't feel that one." Well, that was the thing. But this was the other thing. It happens. I get unhooked eventually, because of course, mayhem, as you can imagine, at a roller coaster accident. Um, they unhook me, get me down, and I tried to stand up because. Adrenaline's going through my system, so I'm like, I'll be fine. And I remember just collapsing in a heap, going, Oh no, this is good. This is pretty bad. <laughs> this isn't this isn't just a wee bump in a scrape. Um it's funny though, because I had adrenaline going through me and I got put in an ambulance pretty quickly and I got taken to the hospital and almost instantly they got me on morphine. Oh yeah. Now at, at this time I was with my ex girlfriend, uh, her mum phoned my mum and dad saying don't worry, Fraser's, Fraser's been in an accident, but don't worry, he's not dead. And they were like, well, we need to go to the hospital right away. <laughs> and obviously it's, MD's is like near Wishaw General Hospital, so that's where we went. And I'm from just outside of Glasgow. So my mum and dad barrel it down the motorway. They get there and I come out and I'm all like laughing and joking. My mum's in hysterics. She can't believe it. Um... And at the same time, my brother is on holiday. So he's completely unaware that any of this is going on. Uh, but he sees the Facebook post that's went up saying there's been an accident at M&D's that my ex-girlfriend had put up. And he goes, oh, she probably dropped me loose up uh, Fraser a message. Make sure he's okay. And I messaged him going, just a few bumps and bumps and scrapes. He goes, oh, must be fine. So he leaves it. It wasn't until he started seeing all the news posts going up and my mum and dad text him and stuff. And it's like, oh, Fraser, are you actually right? And I was like, yeah, no, I've, uh, and I told him the injuries. And he was like, why do you think it was only bumps and scrapes? I was like, oh, I was full of morphine. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was fine. I, I, that's, that's an absolute mental story. That's, that's, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's incredible. I love that your parents actually came because when, when, I, when I broke my arm, stupidly, um, my my I phoned my mum or someone phoned my mum to say that oh Billy been an accident. Uh, it was an accident. If, if I fell off a, a child's uh, spinning disc and I was twenty one and I was drunk, and uh, she, she she was like oh we need to go see him. And my dad turned around and went is he still alive? Yeah, I'll give him morphine. We'll go see him in the morning. What are we do <laughs> it's midnight. What are we gonna do now? <laughs> oh. I was off my tits on morphine. It was amazing. It was a great thing. Morphine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I can see why people get addicted to it. It's it's one of those where you, where you just it's like oh, there's a little bit of a niggle. Press the button, and the pain goes. Away. <laughs> well, yeah. this is probably one be one of the best tangents we've had uh, on the podcast ever. I so, so from that point, like you're saying, the compo money arrived. Um, possibly we're in the newspaper doing the face. You know the. The sad face next to the roller coaster, pointing at it. Uh, Thankfully not. I never, I never, I never quite made the papers myself. My shoe did, but I had reports and I'm at my door. But my lawyer at the time for my compensation claim was like, "Don't talk to the papers. Just mm-hmm. go around any chances you get anything." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Where we said, you, pal? 
Have you kept the cutting of your of your shoe though? Is that is that just see if you look at articles? It would be a pain trying to like figure this out. I'll try and send it to you afterwards because like <laughs> it's like a snippet of me. But I was technically on it. I was on this morning. I was on with Philip Schofield, which oh, is a geez. I know it was cool at the time. <laughs> We were saying off, off camera before we started, we shouldn't mention anyone uh, dodgy in the room. Here we are, Philip Schofield. Uh, <laughs> assuming, assuming you weren't you weren't in his presence. Uh, right. <laughs> right. I've passed it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that so much in the next... And When I put it initially, I put a tsunami roller coaster crash. One came up from 2019, so they haven't learned, clearly. <laughs> yeah. uh, it still happens. Um, right, so from that point, that's... Is that... Did you have, like... You said the... You tried training again around about that time. Was that just more of a case of uh, life's too short kind of thing and you have the availability and the funding to do it? Was was that the kind of attitude you had? Are you talking about before? Because it was, I trained like for like a couple of weeks and then that oh. happened. And then I oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. You stopped. Um, oh, I suppose, I suppose after when, when, like, what, 19 you said you, you tried again? That's kind of where we're uh, at that, that point. When, I had the compensation money, so I had this expendable income. <laughs> it took me a while to get it, admittedly, but when I had it, oh, I spent it. it. Took me. I don't care. I got twenty four thousand pound for it, and I spent it in four months. That is. I mean, have you got anything left to show for it? A dog and a watch. <laughs> That's it. I kind of, I was, I was kind of hoping you'd like turn the camera a bit, and there's like a full size stormtrooper outfit that you had in the corner, <laughs> or something, just something wildly, wildly ridiculous to to buy. Nah. I really, I really don't know where we're gonna, how we're gonna top that, but we'll, we'll try. Um, so yeah, let's talk about wrestling now. That would be right, real why, fun. <laughs> why not? Everyone can can uh, pester you on social media about the the other things that you've you you spent twenty four grand on. Uh, twenty sorry, twenty seven grand, whatever it was, twenty four grand. I'm just, I'm still just baffled by that whole thing. Um, right, let's let's try and reset a little bit and talk about wrestling. So you, you went back to training eventually, and this is the one that stuck. Uh, the, the the time it stuck, and then a pandemic happened. So you know, yeah, it was it was actually the pandemic was a big part of why I got back into it because it right. was on the far side of that I went. I, it was like the kind of come to God moment. I went, I've wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And the the pandemic took away so much time that I went, if I don't do it now, I'll probably never do it. So it was a real never, never kind of moment. I'm glad because it's went quite well. <laughs> this is the time I finally started. I mean, you've, you've done not bad in, in the, like I said, the, what, six-ish months you've been, you've been on shows, yeah. something like that. So we'll definitely get into that. Um, so it was just after the pandemic then you, you properly went, right, that's it. I need to need to do this now or, or never. I've, I've already had my near-death experience. I've, uh, I've had my, my, I suppose, kind of lottery win. I've, I've done that. I've, I've done all the big things in life. Now I need to actually do the thing I want to do, which is wrestling. Uh, and yep. you went for it. Um, it must be weird then. So when you started, it must have been just kind of, like I said, our end of the pandemic. So would it have been a little like one-to-ones again? Maybe the, it was not as... Uh, it wasn't as much close contact, I, was it? Or I got back into training just as like everything opened up, like as we were back to normal. So this was like twenty twenty two. I came back. Was it? 
Yes, it was. <laughs> it was about March 2022 is when I got back to training. And by that point, things had really calmed down, like across the board, mm-hmm. um, thankfully. So I was back and it was just like, it was full classes. It wasn't like the one-to-ones and stuff, but I've been told how that went. And that sounds dreadful, truth be told. That's just, I can't imagine learning much in those type of situations. Are you more of like a, a doer when it comes to, to learning? So like things like online classes wouldn't have. Oh, I, I would. Have, I would. Have, I, I just, this is just me with like in life, school and stuff like that. I was seeing as soon as it wasn't like in person, doing the thing, I I just never, I never clicked. You know, mm-hmm. that's why like I'm glad I didn't go to uni during like the pandemic or something like that because that would have killed me. <laughs> I know, it was it was mad. I mean, I was at the tail end of a college course, like a, just like a three month college course, and last month of it was was online learning, and nobody knew how to work Zoom. I mean, I've been I've been doing this for three years, and I still don't know how to work it. But uh, nobody knew how to work it, and I only, I only had one paper to put in, thankfully, and it didn't take me long to do, and I and I, and I, and I passed. And um, it's not a very exciting qualification. It's called child child care. In, so something in child health care and practice. I don't know. It was it was a free course and it was called Champ, and that was really the only thing that sold me on it. Uh, was I could call myself a qualified Champ. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah. There we go, Billy Strachan, Champ. Um, so so it was just yeah, it was weird. I'm I'm the same. Uh, I if you if you tell me that I'm going to look at uh, a computer screen to learn. I'm just gonna sit and just go. Um, I've got my phone. I'm just gonna do something else for however long. And yeah. um, product this generation, it's just no attention span. I'm a much better like a face to face conversation. Like I remember during the pandemic, like I'd lost my job just before COVID as well, um, and I was doing tried to interviews over Zoom. See, so try to like be a professional over a computer. Lost on me. I'm not even old, but I've got like the technical skills of a 60 year old. So you try to set up this Zoom meeting, I was like panicking the entire time going, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work. Because I'm so used to it. Tech mm-hmm. just does not agree with me. But yeah. That's the weirdest thing. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just now just telling you, you stories because I think I need to try and try and claw back something from the from you almost dying a roller coaster uh but uh yeah i, I, I did a, i did an interview during the zoom era and uh you know there's something unjustified about sitting there in a shirt and tie and joggers yeah <laughs> you're just sitting I there mean, just going i'm words nervous by putting on the joggers i was sitting there just raw dogging it in my boxers <laughs> <laughs> but i was just like i'm just like you're just staring at them still thinking you know that I'm in my joggers. You you know this. Why am I? Yeah. Why am I? Why am I doing this facade of the shirt and tie? You know I'm I'm in my my, my joggers. I think that was the big thing for me. Was it just it was like it felt really really un- unauthentic. You know, it felt fake almost. Yeah. Um, I just I could it never clicked to me. So every time I've done one, like I've done like three interviews over the over the pandemic, and every single one I walked out of it going, well, that sucked. <laughs> I'm not getting that job. By by the third one, did had you decided to put on trousers, or was it still just? Nah, <laughs> maybe that was the problem. <laughs> they could sense it. <laughs> Probably the full length better behind me. 
standing up at the end to to pretend to shake their hands probably was the, was the downfall. <laughs> oh. Just the crotch in the in the camera. All right, uh, wrestling, I suppose. Why not? I feel, I feel like the wrestling portion is just going to be a letdown in comparison to the to the actual tangent yeah. going off. On. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, right, okay. So, started March 2022. Uh, I wrote down you had your debut the last Source show. Didn't write down the date for it. Because that was way too professional. So, I'm, I'm going to look for that. So, when, so you started at Source, uh, back at Source. Did, when March 2022 came around, did you realise that, oh, you'd actually taken in quite a lot? Was, I'm not saying the classes were easy, but was it a lot of your memory getting jogged each each session? It was... I'd always picked up tidbits from Lewis. Mm. But, and I've said this to a lot of people. You don't realise how hard wrestling is until you actually do it. Like, every aspect of it, I was like, oh, I know nothing. Because I'd been involved since I was like eight. And like by the time I got into it, I was like 22. I thought, I'll be fine. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to think, you know, but then once you actually get involved and you're there, totally different. Like, and I re- that that took a lot for me to like just sit back and let my ego not get in the way and just go, I don't know as much as I think I do, mm-hmm. but if I just ignore that side of my brain and I just listen, I'll be fine. And that's what I've done. <laughs> I tried to at least. For the, most I mean, part. the weirdest things like you said, you, you started, uh, well, you got quote unquote trained um, when you were a lot younger. And it was Demo. And of course, then he went to do WWE and he, now he's back. By the time you, you were starting again, he was back in, back on the independence, just about. If he wasn't, he was near as damn it. Um, so mm. a lot. When you look at that, in that, what, 10 years? There's that's a that's a big change in the landscape, not only in in Scottish wrestling, British wrestling, but in the US as well. And um, it's almost a case of even though you weren't really, you weren't really uh, aiming to be a wrestler at eleven, um, a lot has passed by in that time. So it it's just shows how how it yeah. evolved so quickly. Well, I, I was um, can't remember speaking to this to about this the other day, but it's weird. Like so, obviously. I've been watching this scene since, and like the British scene in general, since I was about eight years old. So I would have been about 2008. And it's weird because I feel like we've went like full circle almost, where it was like back then it was the only thing was family friendly entertainment, really. And I feel like we've went through the phase of like the American influence and the Japanese influence and stuff like that, of like the, the indie, like work rate style wrestling. I feel like we're back to like the stage of. No, family friendly, family friendly wrestling is where it's at. You know, that's the main audience. Uh, it's it's strange, like you say, how things have evolved. Um, I think a big part of it as well was just with COVID, a lot of people got turned away from wrestling because there was no wrestling. So when it came back, the ones who were still watching it were kids and families. So I think that's why those shows are still doing so well. Because I feel like. There's just not as much of an audience for that style of wrestling anymore. That like real, just before the pandemic, what was like big, isn't as big anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, like um, I suppose ICW would be a perfect example. It was, it was the big thing, and it was more about adult 
uh, audience uh, because mm. they, did, they did the blood and and what have you and, and the death matches. And then, like you said, when, when the world came back, it was more, I think, fam as well, the cost of living crisis. Now everyone needed value for their money, and I think family mm. shows was possibly a better way to do that because because you pay what forty quid for a family ticket, and you get you get to meet the wrestlers and you get to to do the gaying and the booing and, and all that and it's a, it's an absolute three hours so of, of absolute fun entertainment whereas whereas going to a death match show it's an adult it's an adult audience so it's not it's not as inclusive to a family uh, as well so it's just yeah it's just uh, changing in what what works and I I love family wrestling is my kind of jam I'm I'm not into death matches uh, as people may have watched when I did the interview with the with Andrew from Bleeding Gums which. Yeah, I can't watch back because I know that I was I was an absolute bitch during that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just know every time you mentioned something, I was like, "Oh no, uh, <laughs> stop, stop!" <laughs> don't don't tell me about the pair of the, the nettles again. That was just, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but you know what? They've they've sold well and people like it. So I don't know what, what do I what do I know? It's if people like it, they'll pay for it, and that's uh, that's the most important thing. Um. So yeah, your family friendly just seems to be the way way to go, and and you see from the crowds. I mean, you you were at what what last night as of recording, and they do, I don't know how, but they do huge crowds. Uh, but their their market isn't social media. Great shows, that's why. Yeah, obviously, on that's why they do well. You <laughs> know, on the poster though, but uh, but no, they must do you know. heavy family marketing uh, as well because you, you don't their social media is next to zero but they they pull in a big crowd so it's it's clear that that families is the way 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 forward uh for now there's still gonna be niches like bleeding gums and and i still, yeah. still try to throw it in every so often so there is obviously a niche market for that thing and then you yeah. see um like the more japanese style or the more pure style wrestling coming through things like disco does it sometimes and, yeah and, uh, yes, so there is, there is a market for everything a variety show uh so to speak um got a Jeez, I've got off my soapbox now. I feel like I've started going into a rant tangent of of for nobody but myself. Uh, anyway, let's let's go to some questions then, um, and we'll good idea. I'll talk about you being a being a, a former champion already. Um, yeah. so that sounds pretty dickish. Was a former champion already? Gee. Uh, okay, let's see. Let's see, C Finn nineteen sixty seven on Instagram has asked. Do you think you and your dad could swap places and anyone would notice? I'm glad that's the first question you asked. That's the only one, I think. The answer <laughs> the answer is no. No one would notice. Me and my dad are the spitting image of each other. Like, it's, it's scary. If you were to ever... I'm not going to show you my dad right now, <laughs> but see, it's me, Lewis, and my dad. It's this wee section of our face here. Identical. There's a picture of us from my dad's birthday like a few years ago where we're standing like side by side by side. We're making the exact same face. And it's it's as if someone's edited it. So it's the same face three times. The face swap app or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. Um you know, you think I would I would actually get to wrestling questions, but I'm just going in the order that I've got them here. Uh Jamie Fitzpatrick has asked, does he polish his head? So there's that. No, I don't polish it. I moisturise it when I shave it. I got enough baldy comments last night at Bop. I'm still feeling a bit tender about that. 
Um, I'll see. If, hang on, I'll make sure there's no no other other ones. No, I think Is that we, a lot of all the questions? No, I think I think there's just I think there's just the one. So I think we're okay. Okay, right, that's fine. Uh, there, there is one. <laughs> I'll get asked that one. Uh, the Colton, Dav- Colton Davis has asked quite quite a few, and we'll just uh, round off the ball comments <laughs> with this one. Uh, how proud are you? How proud are you of how well Hook is doing in AEW? <laughs> I'm very proud of my son. Yes. Was that, was that Colton asked that? Colton asked that one. He's he sent through quite a lot. Uh, I'll be honest, but it, for that, context for that, it was. We were over at the OTT seminar the other weekend, and it was at one point we were doing stuff in the ring. I get in the ring and Trent goes, "Great tan." I was like, "All right, I've got him hooked." Pardon the pun. And then he, he made a comment about me looking like Taz. I went, "Well, I guess I need to do a suplex now." And honestly, the the squeal of joy that came out of him when I done it. <laughs> So the joke is that because I've got a very good tan, I'm on the shorter side, and I'm a bit stocky. But is that I look like tan? Tan? Taz? I mean, that could, that could be a tribute name, Tan. Um, Fraz. That's my name. <laughs> well, speaking of that, we've got Gabe underscore MC123 with uh, what's happening, Fraz, for Alcatraz, long time no here. Hello, Gabriel. What's Friend from school. Let's move on then. Um, yes. We do. We did. We did get wrestling questions, if you would believe it. But we're still going to go through the shite ones first before we get there. Yes, please. Um, Just... Colt Davis has also asked, "What height are you?" When I stand on my wallet, I'm ten foot tall. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Uh, Lewis Garvin has asked Here we go. why did he choose to get into wrestling rather than the family fish business so it's a difficult one to talk about because Lewis had the same problem my dad is an acclaimed fisherman that's where see the name Kings of Catch that's where that came from originally it was my dad had a business called the King of Catch uh-huh. Um and that's where the tag team name, the Kings of Catch, came from. It fit because of the catches catch can wrestling, but it originally came through my dad. Uh, and it's, it's a violent market. It's it's not a easy business to break into. My dad just didn't want that lifestyle for us. There's too much partying, drugs, booze, that stuff in it. So yeah, that's just why. Never got into the fishing business. Too dangerous. Wrestling's easier. You don't want to be baited into it. Uh, right. There we go. I'm a, I'm a podcaster, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Right. Ian Skinner asking, what do you want? Just in general. That's, that's it. What do you want? That was the question. I want a proper question, Ian. That's what I want. Oh, I mean, has he asked you the question about the bacon? Yeah, no, I've bloody well heard it enough times. I hate that. Do I again? I hate that question because it it's it short circuits my brain, and I just I can't I can't. I was doing Joe Hendry once, and like 
legitimately, it looked like Joe's brains were melting out his ears as he listened to him go on and on. <laughs> I've heard Ian's got a reputation for for that, but uh, I've, yeah. I've always had a good time with, with Ian on the podcast. Uh, good luck. Especially having to, to edit stuff out. Or, and, and I can imagine. It makes me work hard for 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 hilarious <laughs> interviews. Uh, right, let's see. Let's, let's see what else we can get out before we go into the wrestling stuff. Uh, Sean Martin has asked why. That's it. Why? I think I think that was meant to be funny, but I don't see the joke. Okay, cool. We'll move on. Um, kind of wrestling related. Judas Gray just says, "Fight me." Gladly. He's a guy that I'd love to work like legitimately. All jokes aside, I I love his stuff. Very good friends with him, um, but it's just finding a place to do it. So yeah. we're segue back into the wrestling. We're gonna segue yeah. back to the wrestling now because he also asked, "Have you used any of the stuff you practiced or you we practiced?" Yes, the amount of times I've German that boy, the amount of times that we, we we've traded swantons. Yes, I've used quite a bit of it. Um, I mean, that's because you're the human, human suplex machine. You need to, to see, do the Germans. That's on. All works. Uh, okay, right. Let's see. more. more re- let's, we're now doing wrestling. Um, Grant McIver. Well, I, I, okay, it's the last one. Then we'll actually get to wrestling. Grant McIver asking, why does he look like he's the older brother? Male power and boldness. We've discussed this, Billy. <laughs> I know. Lewis does have a wonderful head of hair. It's very, it's very distracting. I don't know where it comes from. I'm bold. My dad's bold. My uncle's bold. Like, Every man in my family is bald, except for that lanky streak of piss. If it was, if you didn't have the exact same face, you'd be asking questions. You'd be uh, watching the movement. Yeah, I would be. Uh, <laughs> with some luscious locks. <laughs> <laughs> like Gaston just going, milk. <laughs> right, uh, Jason McCormick has asked, uh, who's the better Gervin brother? Me. Duh. I know, I don't some, some of these questions, some of the people ask these questions, like, what, what answer do you expect from Turin? You go, well, I think it's, uh, I think it's, well, actually, I think it's my brother. I think he's really good. No, I'm the best. I am the best. <laughs> he's, he's quite good at the wrestling. Um, <laughs> right, back into more wrestling. Stuff. Uh, James Blair also asked, well, also, he'll ask one question uh, when you want him battered? Never, because it's not going to happen. Plain and simple. There we go. Right. Wait to see him try. Luke.smudgecore. What are the chances of you winning at sacrifice? <laughs> Likely. <laughs> it's my friend who's marginal like his interest in wrestling is through like the stuff that I've showed him. Because mm-hmm. he's not a wrestling fan. But he loves the Steiner Math promo. Like he thinks it's one of the funniest things he's ever seen in his life. So he quotes all the time to me. No, the best thing is that was two takes because the first time Steiner did it, uh Pete Williams laughed at the end. So he had to do it again. And I, think, uh, I didn't know that. I, th- I, I have useless knowledge like that. I had no clue that was a second. I'm sure that was a second. I, I could be totally wrong. I'm misremembering, but I'm sure it was a second take. But yeah, because Pete Williams laughed the first time, so Steiner had to do it again. And I, I don't know what the first take was. If it was the exact same, but I like <laughs> I like to think that the second time was even more intense because if he if P 
Peter Williams laughed, he'd be dead. It would make it even funnier. No, no, no. If it was the exact same promo. Like, he... That was exactly how he meant to deliver it. Mm-hmm. See it? Like, that was memorised. Because that is rambling of the highest degree. <laughs> but the best thing is, the math works out. The math's right. That's <laughs> true, actually. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funniest bit. If you're going off of his logic, it does make sense. But Scott Steiner's a terrifying man. If, if he's, he's not only is okay. he, he, he survived what his, his lung being punctured and uh, he survived on or, like a weekly basis. He done this. He used to do this spot, and it's one of the funniest things of all time. He would catch the crossbody, and then he would try and like do like a moonsault, world's strongest slam. But of course, back then everyone was like minimum two fifty. <laughs> so he's trying to do this, and he's beating himself every time on the top of his head, and he didn't stop doing it. <laughs> He just kept doing it week after week after week. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things ever. It, it probably makes up for the fact that he's going to drop them on on their head later when doing the uh, what was True. it? What was it called again? It wasn't the uh, Frankenstein screwdriver. That was it, Steiner screwdriver, which is a terrifying move to watch. And that's when wrestling was the best. See when everyone <laughs> took steroids and nobody cared about their necks. Before we knew what CTE was, it wonderful uh, things. CD was probably something you'd get from a hooker. That was that was uh Exactly. <laughs> oh, this episode's not getting monetized, is it? Right. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, <bud. laughs> that's 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 fine. That's okay. Patreon, if you want that. But anyway. Um okay. Okay, we, we do have right right, we'll get to the rest of your wrestling career and then we'll go into that. So made your debut, your last source wrestling graduate. So that's that's your like last of the heart dungeon, which I think Tyson Kid is. So you're the last yeah. of the source uh, graduates. Made your debut against your own brother, uh, Lewis. What was it like to finally being able to to get in front of an audience and being able to to do the wrestling? It was great. Like it's funny. I was speaking about this to Colton the other day. It's so funny to me the amount of people that act so jaded about wrestling, but how much they, you know, can't be arsed with it. Because I, I, and I know I'm very, very early on, but wrestling's just the best. See, like getting to just go out for a pain audience and do what you love, that is just golden. Mm. And getting to do it for the first time against my brother as well, you know, like I know. I was put in a fortunate position because of who I'm related to. But you, you couldn't have asked for a better debut. You know what I mean? Against my brother, getting to just go out and have fun. In front of like all my family and my friends and that. It was like it was so funny when um, I had friends afterwards text me going, I get it now. I get why you love wrestling so much, because we could see it on your face mm-hmm. the entire time. Like how much you were enjoying yourself. And it's true. Like I, 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 I don't know. It's just it was a really, really fulfilling experience. Yeah, the live wrestling experience is like no other. Though, like there'd be people. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been a fan for twenty five years or something like that now, and and people do do go like, oh, why do you go? It isn't the same thing every time. And then when you go and you see the stories, you see the. The wrestlers enjoying themselves as well and then you can't help but 
enjoy it and people that go to it for the first time go okay i get why you go like i, I get why you go to the wrestling because it is fun it is a fun night uh to go go see it i mean if, if the wrestlers aren't clearly aren't enjoying themselves then it becomes a bit of a chore to watch but generally if if you can see they're into it you get into it yourself and it's 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 the best like it's best for, best form of entertainment in my opinion like say i've been yeah. watching 25 years so I'm maybe I mean, a bit biased. of being fans of wrestling but yeah no like that's the point i'm making it's like to me that was, that was the great thing as well it was like these people who have like heard me speak of wrestling my entire life for them who have always kind of like rolled their eyes or just been like, yeah, whatever, Fraser. For them to finally go, no, I get it. That was like a right, we like tick, you know. I'm like, finally. I managed to convince all these people <laughs> I'm not crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, and I mean, if, if what, one or two come back next time, then, you know, that's, yeah. that's a, a fan converted uh, because of Fraser Gervin. Which, you know, it's just not a bad, not a bad thing to demand people, like I said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it's, and then from that point onwards, like I said, it was the last source show because they got uh, they got taken over by uh, GPWA. Um, got taken over. We merged. Merged. It was a mutual agreement. <laughs> I mean, I mean, David Devlin made it sound like it was it was takeover, but like in in like a mutual takeover. So like I said, not not like they came in and went right. We're taking this. It was user <laughs> coming. <laughs> This off, right? Okay. Um, so you became JPWA. So you went from, from of course, you, you started knowing about the eight, about that strange school since it was Area Fifty Two, and then you had a little bit of demo, and then became training with them, uh, like uh, David and uh, uh, Robbie Wishart and Dunbar, probably around about there. And now you're into the GPWA system, which is probably is there a difference? Is it a little bit more intense? What's you know what's the difference at all? Uh, it's more so it's different perspectives on wrestling, I would say. It's um, training with new people. And it's like, so obviously the other weekend I was saying I trained at OTT and getting to train with the likes of Joe Cabray and Trend 7 and stuff. And just, it was very similar in that sense. Of just It's getting totally different worldviews on wrestling. It's getting people who view wrestling in a different light. Because uh, getting trained off of one person, you're never going to learn how to be like a good all-round wrestler mm-hmm. you need different perspectives because no one person is right about all of wrestling at least that's my opinion on it i might not be right either <laughs> you know but right. it's just it was getting to go to a new school working with different people with different trainers with di- different coaches sorry it was getting their perspective on wrestling really opened my eyes just obviously jack jester doing it for years now getting to pick his brain is like god's gift you know it's great because he's been everywhere you know um so i would say it was different in the sense of different facility different people but it was different in a good way you know yeah really helped me i feel like that's since training there i really kind of hit my stride when it comes to like learning uh, yeah. being a good student. I mean, I suppose for, for some of your trainers would have been more of a, a let the wrestling do the talking. I suppose when, when you go to like GPWA, some of it's a bit more character-based because they have that experience with, with the fight clubs and working with WWE as well for yeah. the network. And so they've got a lot of, like I said, a different uh, perspective on things because they maybe 
looking for you to be more experienced to work for TV and stuff like that. And it's all, like I said, all, all a whole different thing. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm the one that's sitting in the northeast of Scotland, uh, never uh, never trained a day in my life. So I'm just guessing this is how it works. Um, but yeah, so it, it just sounds so interesting because, of course, when the um, footage or I've seen pictures of that from the five pound wrestling uh, stuff that, that gets done for friends and families and, and what have you, uh, it was just interesting to see guys from Source suddenly in this new environment and the asylum yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was just very, just like weird in in the respect of you didn't expect Source to to go, but then now now it's in the the glitz and glamour kind of thing of the GPWA setup. It was just it was a very interesting time uh, for yeah. for wrestling. Yeah. From that point forward, uh, you you made your GPWA debut uh, as well, and from that point you went Blockbuster and uh, Bop as well. Yeah, terrible name. Uh, sorry, Bop. Sorry, guys, uh, but it's SWA was was amazing. Um, this is the opinion of me myself only, and not not for anyone else. Um, but Bop itself, though, like when you see the results from the shows, it's wild. It's, it's, a, it's just a wild show itself. But you got yeah. to team with your brother in that show um, against um, yeah. Risky Business. Yes, uh, Jack yeah, and I think he's now and like, Mister Ten Gambit. Names Gambit Lebeau. I think that's what he's calling him right now. It was AJ Diaz, but after some some writing room changes, it became Gambit LeBeau. LeBeau. I'm bad with names. That's, that's, is, that, is that why you kind of stuck with, with Fraser Garvin? You weren't like going, oh, yep. I'm, not going for a, I'm not going for a big gimmick name. I'm not going to go go as uh, the Garv or anything. Out, out Fraz. The Fraz. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the future. Maybe that's the maybe, one day. One day. Maybe, maybe you will see the debut of Fraz one day, and I'll come out with my wee singlet and my wee shirt boots on. But for now, I'm Fraser Garfield. That's it. No, no knee pads. Super tan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But what was it like? So from that point, then you already wrestled Lewis, uh, but then you got to actually team with them. Again, was that something team that you wanted to do? Great, because Lewis is obviously such an established act when it comes to the league tag team wrestling Britain you know yeah. he has got like the way that he views tag wrestling the way that he it's just the way his mind works it's like it's hard to explain but it's great to see work see me see him thinking like working out ways to do things it makes my job way easier because he knows what he's doing you know mm -hmm. I just fill in the gap um, you know plus as well it's like it's just cool you know Getting get to tag my brother. So, I mean, you, get, you, get to, you get to copy the like the great tag team brothers in the past, like the Hardy Boys and yeah, who, who, who Jeff. Um, you, um, my head just went Dudley Boys, which I know that's not strictly right. Hey, uh, it's a nice You're talking about Edge yeah, Christian. Um, the guns. There we go. The guns. There's an there. There we go. Bucks. I can't believe I, went away. I had to get through the, the Edge of Christian and the Dudleys before I got to the Young Bucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking more home soil with like the coffees or KOE. Oh, yeah, coffee. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep it Scottish based. <laughs> <laughs> You're the that Scottish would... Wrestling Network, remember, Billy? <laughs> that would have made way more sense if I started. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so 
<laughs> so you know Lewis, of course, yeah, he's got a lot of experience, uh, former tag team champion in, a, in a, just a couple of places uh, as well. So does he kind of set you homework for tag team stuff or, does he, or do you, are you... Or does he leave you well, to kind of pick his brain and pick other people's brains and find your own kind of... Uh, he's very good at letting me figure things out on my own because he doesn't want to to be a case of me just referring to him all the time. Mm-hmm. However, we, we spend a lot of time in each other's company um, and we watch a lot of wrestling together. Um, especially any time we're in each other's company, that's what we'll do. We'll watch wrestling. We'll just talk about it because it's... In a lot of ways, it's like all we really can talk about, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like the one constant in both of our lives for so long, and it's the thing that we love, you know. Not to yeah. sound too too obsessed, but so anything we are together, it's watching wrestling, it's breaking down wrestling, it's discussing why things work, why things don't work, you know, what will work for us, what we could do in the future, and stuff. Does it yeah. make wrestling more exciting for you that that you do? Now watch it as a as in an analytical sense, uh, as opposed yeah. to just as a fan. Oh, I enjoy wrestling way more now that I am a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, see when I was just a fan, it was so easy for me to sit back and go, "Oh, that wasn't the best," or "Oh, I didn't like that." See now, I just love wrestling. Every yeah. aspect of it, even if it's not the best, I still can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. You know? Um. Fair. Come back to me in like a year. I'll probably be a bit more jaded, but right now, you know, pretty happy with wrestling. Things are going pretty well. So we'll we'll, we'll go back to Blockbuster. We'll talk about your match. It'll be coming up when this goes out. It'll be tomorrow. Uh, it'll, it'll happen, and then we'll go back to the questions because they are actually wrestling related. Uh, the rest of them, I think, um, unless one or two slip through that's asking you about right, your fine. your head again. Um, right. So Blockbuster's coming up on the twenty fifth of November. You'll be facing Koe. Adam King and Marcus King. Um, this was kind of set up back in August when Lewis was teaming with Adam King while Marcus was injured. Uh, yes, that's that's the timeline of events. And you came out to make the save. Uh, and and now we've got brother tag team versus brother tag team coming up, which I don't think happened has happened that often in Scotland, uh, at the very I, least. I honestly, no, I don't know. Definitely. I'm pretty sure that's never happened before. I can't. Koe would have never wrestled with the coffees. I don't think. I don't think that those yeah. have crossed over. And if I'm right, I'm really trying to make sure that I don't mess this up here. But I think that's it. I think those are the only two like brother tag teams that have ever came through Scotland. I mean, there's Grant and Grant and uh, Grant and Glendon Bar, of course. There was. Uh... Oh, sorry, sorry. That's a good point. <laughs> Famous brother tag team, <laughs> but no, but you are right. I think I can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head, and uh, I, but I assumed that uh, I, I know that uh, Grant McIver's brother wrestled for a little bit as well, but I don't think yeah. again, don't think they they. I don't think they ever tagged. No, so. But uh, someone will correct me. Some. Yeah, definitely. Some dork will, will correct me. Um, yeah, some work on Grant McIver. <laughs> Actually. That's what you get for saying I look like the older brother. <laughs> That's it. Our first comment is Grant going, well, actually, me and me and uh, uh, Jack <laughs> faced KOE in a training match. And, uh, you know. <laughs> um, actually. So, but, so, 
from that point on, it's it's historic. It's a historic moment. Possibly first time ever. We're going to say it is. Um, are you, are you looking for, is that something that you look forward to? Of course, I mean, you love wrestling. I, I yes. think that is obvious. But facing our brother tag team, there's some sort of unwritten kind of chemistry, chemistry bond between the, the two teams. So, KOE, I think, have done a lot of the groundwork uh, for the tag scene in Scotland um, to bring it back up from the obviously the COVID era. Uh, I'd wager they're one of the best teams in Britain. Uh, and it's a real stepping stone, you know. You, uh, they are like the, they're the bar in Scotland for tag wrestlers right now, in my opinion. Uh, no one really compares. So to face them this early on is a, it's a pretty big deal, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, um, to prove, you know, I'm on that level, you know. Um. Lewis is obviously he'll be fine. <laughs> it's me. It's my it's my time to shine. No, this is your interview. We don't need to speak about Lewis. Uh, he he can he can call on himself and we can we can. Uh, he'll talk about himself. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. So a uh, big historic match. If people, I'll, I'll be. I'll do sell. It'll probably be sold out by the time that I'm actually speaking about it. So it'll be very awkward. But if you haven't got a ticket, get a ticket. This is a historic moment in Scottish wrestling. Uh, the the Gervin brothers. Have you, are you just going by Gervin brothers? Are you going by the Gervin boys? Have you decided on a tag team name? Brother, we have been called like three different names. It's either the Gervins because obviously, yeah, she's plural, um, or brothers Gervin is what we've been called as well. I quite, I quite yeah. like brothers Gervin. Similar to it was a play on brothers Grimm. Um, yeah. So that was the name we were going with, but hey, call us whatever you like. Just, you know, don't call us late for supper. Uh, <laughs> God, how old am I? Right, anyway, right. So before before that historic match, of course, we were talking. We were at Bottle last night, and you know, yeah, became Scottish X Division. Cha- no, they're just Scottish X Champion uh, over there at Bop. Uh And I was cheated. Well, I mean, I let, let's advantage of. Let's 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 not talk about that bit yet. Let's talk about the his- the historic bit first of you becoming. Yes. A champion, probably one of the Talk fastest champions, one of the fastest uh, rising champions in Scottish wrestling history. I don't think there's anyone who's who's made their debut and won a title faster, uh, unless someone's going to prove me wrong again. Grant probably prove me wrong. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty pretty cool that you became a, a champion. If it is the case, and I had totally, it's been a total oversight in my case. Apologies, because. The only one I can think of off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure Joe Hendry won the Laird of the Ring title. Oh, you are right. You are, yeah. Okay, I, don't, Joe I don't know if that was... I don't know how soon that was after his debut. I don't think it was too long. I'm sure we could go back and do the, the going cage match and figure it out, but... That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> right, I'm going <laughs> to find out, and then we'll, we'll, we'll either celebrate... Hey, if it's me and Joe Hendry, that's pretty good company. That guy's doing pretty well for himself. He's, he's doing okay. He's he's doing okay. So he won. He made his debut October twenty thirteen. I've got here. So that was the uh, battle zone for SWA, mm-hmm. yes. and then he won the Laird of the Ring title April twenty fourteen. So I've I got think beat. you've got him beat. I've got him beat by a month, I think. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's so, pretty cool. Statistic, man. I, I would say so. Yeah, you've beaten Joe Hendry. Uh, at 
it'd be in the fact I, I, I think that'll be it. Surely, I can't think of again. Grant, you can correct us. Um, so become a yeah, champion. Even if it was only for what you said, six minutes or something like that, that's still a pretty cool thing to have in your CV within your first year of wrestling. Um, yeah, no, for, uh, it's not lost on me at all. How was that so, six minutes? Was that the best six yeah. minutes of your life? And even I did benefit of it years ago. It was when that belt was first invented, it was my brother who was in the final for the tournament for it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Wild Boar beat him, of course, did. But, you know, my brother never ended up winning that belt. So for me to get it was pretty cool. It was a nice full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Gervin finally got it. Uh, no, it, it, it was a pretty, pretty sweet five minutes. And as I say, that dastardly Darren Blair cheated me, took advantage of the fact that I was tired, I was weak. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I don't know there's a bit the big pregnant pause there. Uh of course uh, as as per my source, uh Darren J. Blair cashed in his uh, previously won like opening battle royal win entrance to be to be sourced somewhere. I don't know, I'll find out. Uh he cashed in and became the new uh, Scottish ex champion. And I've seen all the posts and the pictures and that of people celebrating him winning the belt, but you know, when when you think about the circumstances around it, that's a that's a team. Where was my congrats? Where was my my lovely post for everyone saying how much I deserved it? Absolutely no. shocking. Uh, but don't worry, don't worry. At some point, when I remember to do so, your name will be in the history books on our website somewhere uh, of the of oh, yeah. the title history of that title. You'll be there. Um, oh, internet connection is unstable. Wonderful. Now we're never actually speak probably the rest of the wrestling questions we've got, and internet's going to die. That so seems that seems like it's going to be right for for us here. Uh, as this yeah. as this conversation has been going, um, okay, <laughs> right, back to wrestling, back to Instagram, because uh, I think I've asked everything on Facebook uh, or Twitter or X. I don't know. Um, this monster's <laughs> wearing off now. Uh, okay, so Gaz Williams, he has asked, dream opponents. So you mentioned BT Gun, assume he's there, but who's your dream opponents? Triple H, The Undertaker. All the people are going to make me a lot of money to wrestle. <laughs> no, um, I like the way you think. <laughs> there's, you know, there's the obvious ones. There's the ones I'm fans of. The guys like your Moxleys and stuff like that. But I think to tie it back into Scottish Wrestling Network, I'll talk about people in the local scene who I'd really like to work. Um, obviously, like you said, uh, BT Gun. He was a guy that, like I say, I loved Jeff Hardy when I was younger. And I saw BT Gun and went, well, he's like the Scottish Jeff Hardy. So I love him now. Mm-hmm. I was like eight years old, you know. <laughs> All I needed was long hair. I was like, that's the same person. Um, Maybe don't tell BT Gun that you're a fan of his when you're eight years old. Because I don't think, I mean, I hear he does hard chops. I don't think that he's going to take too kindly to that. <laughs> yeah, no, that would, that would that. <laughs> probably regret saying this, but <laughs> hey-ho, that's life. Um, I don't know. See, this dream opponent question this came up a few times. Like, like we spoke about it. I spoke with Lewis about this, and it's a weird I, one. Like, I, I get, I, I think, like the first, your first kind of answers 
make the more sense when you say dream opponents. I do have a question that's kind of similar, which probably is a bit more um, a better way of wording it. But yeah, dream opponents is the ones you make most money with, or it gives you the most notoriety. That's that seems that's how I would think it anyway. So when you're saying Triple H, Undertaker, uh, John Cena, that's the one. Yeah. That's your dream opponents because that's the ones that's going to set you up for life, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Colton Davis has asked goal opponents, which I think is a bit more goal of a opponents. A yeah. better way to word it. So, who who are the guys you want to work up to to prove yourself think, to? Like you say, BT Gun be one of them. Um, who would be your goal yeah. opponents? Some of the people who like it's a lot of the people that I grew up watching. Because again, like I say, grew up poor. So the people I watched were like the people in the Scottish scene. Guys like Jack Jester, you know, Wolfgang, the Coffees. Um, I would say my brother. Don't you love technology? Has it started working? <laughs> okay, there we go. That's fine. Um, I I just kept it all recording, so I will take out the bit where I'm just like staring into the distance, looking like a great player. You want to start back from that goal opponent question? Um, yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, what I'll do is I've got an, a nice little technical difficulties uh, graphic, which I'm just telling everyone because I'll, I'll cut this bit out. But uh, yeah, we'll, I'll stick it in there. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, so goal opponents, we're, we're, we're talking about, yeah, uh, Jester and I think I heard Coffee. And then you, you, if you see the screen grab, if it stays as it is, it's, it, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's not a very complimentary picture of you. Uh, Probably. <laughs> no. It's got a, very, got a very animated face. Um, but as I was saying about goal opponents, it's really just. Think of any of the big names that have came through Scotland over the years who are still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, them. That's probably just the easiest way to do it. You yeah. know. I suppose um, it, it, it's six months in. It's a bit. It's a bit. Open ended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you've been wrestling for, I'm asking it to Lewis, for example, who's getting a lot of mentions in this podcast. He's going to be uh, stroking his luscious long locks and and. Well, and uh, uh, and we'll be sitting here jealous. Um, but if we asked him, he's probably got a bit of a shorter list in comparison because he's wrestled quite a lot of people in his time. So yeah. for yourself, like you're saying, everyone, because you've only had what uh, maybe 10 different opponents at this point. So you've got a lot to work with uh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, but, uh, where do you... Well, Colton Davis again. He's getting a lot of, a lot of uh, questions here. He told um, me he was going to do this, so that's fine. So, it's actually, two people have asked kind of the same question. We've also got him and uh, Ruben Maypother. Um, mm-hmm. I apologize if I've got that wrong. He asked, what companies would you want to wrestle with? And Colton Davis asked, promotions you'd like to work with for in the next year? So, kind of the same kind of question. See, that's a good one. Um, of course, ICW. Um, closest and most prominent in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one for me, especially coming up to the GPWA now. Like that is that's kind of goal number one right now. Uh, that's what I'm really striving for. Uh, out with that discovery, just with the history of my brother working there and all the stuff he's done, all the people he's worked there. That's a real big one for me because I, I I love discovery. You know, yeah. Um, more of a niche one. Uh, Funny enough, you're speaking about them earlier, bleeding gums. I, I really like deathmatch wrestling and it's something that really intrigues me it tickles that part of my brain that probably shouldn't get acknowledged mm-hmm. uh, so yeah 
there's another one. Like, that's one. Because, like, similar with ISW, it's that adult audience. It's that. It's, it's different, you know? Yeah. Stepping out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. Uh, other than that, you know, anywhere. <laughs> those, those are, like, three specifics. But to be honest, I, I, I love wrestling. Like, I'd be happy to do it everywhere and anywhere. Book me. Pretty much is the is the end goal. Is going I'll, again. It's one of those questions where, where if you ask someone who's a bit more experienced, it's a bit more of a close ended yeah. question. But for like you say it yourself, and you you talked about ICW, you're kind of not on the fast track, but you're in the GPWA uh, blockbuster kind of. That's that's mm-hmm. where where the kind some of their guys go before going to ICW. So yeah. if if you're ever in a, a a fast track to go, that's the kind of upward. To go from, so absolutely possible. Next year we'll see the Gervins brothers, Gervin, Gervin brothers, the Gervin boys, uh, Taz and Lewis Studley, whatever everyone's called <laughs> your, your team. Um, why well, I went for that team, right? Okay, so <laughs> entirely possible. Um, last Sorry, question. In fact, I've got an even better answer. WWE because they'll pay me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I want to work. AW, AW to reunite with your son. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I can take out that body double that they've been putting on the commentary desk. <laughs> I know, but I digress. Right, okay, and Colton Davis has also asked uh, kind of the same, it's probably a, a bit more realistic question, and uh, where do you see yourself in five years other than in WWE or AEW making lots and lots of money? Dead, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of problems. <laughs> no. Um... I would like to think I'd be a full-time wrestler in five years' time. But, you know, things happen, things change, but that's the goal. You know, as I say, I love wrestling. If I could do this every day, I would. If I could make that my my full-time living five years' time, perfect. And I'm going to do everything I can in my power to get to that stage. Just just kind of by saying possibly... Possibly dead, obviously in a joking uh, sense. But after after the roller coaster acts, you know, have you been on a roller coaster since then? Nope. I didn't think you would. I, I just no. <laughs> I think I knew <laughs> the answer yeah. before I asked, but I was just more curious now because I haven't went on to. Uh, uh, I probably shouldn't at my age now, but I haven't went on to uh, children's uh, playground equipment since I, I broke my arm. That was enough, and yours is a little bit more serious. <laughs> yeah. Person. No, I've uh, I've no ambition to. Uh, not even for another twenty four thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, no. that's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, just a, that was a question. I was just wriggling a bit in my head there. Um, so yeah, that's that's all the questions we've got off Instagram. We've got loads, which is which is great. Which uh, truly showed that people are just are interested, or at least you made an impression enough uh, on people, whether it's your friends or or people in the wrestling business, that people are just interested in knowing more about you, which. Take that as a compliment, I suppose. Former Scottish yeah. ex-champion, Fraser Gervin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we do ask... We, do ask we, do, we ask the same two questions to everyone uh, on this podcast, as you're well aware. Uh, as you said, you have listened to the podcast before. Uh, so we've asked everyone from Joe Hendry. Uh, it didn't quite break it. Actually, I think one of the questions did break his brain slightly. Uh, we've asked uh, Scott Hottie, Demo, all of them have been asked the same questions. What's your favourite dinosaur? 
Stegosaurus. Nice, nice. <laughs> this, is, this is a nice dinosaur. Nice. A nice dinosaur. A nice dinosaur. And uh, I think well, I've got my little Stegosaurus here. So that's my. See, I, I read something recently. There was a discovery that apparently, so CRTs are seen as like this insane, like they were like the top dog of like dangerous dinosaurs. I read something the other day. Apparently, it was Stegosaurus. Because T-Rex couldn't do anything to them. Because they had the big spines on the back. What's a T-Rex going to do at someone like that? You know? And a can't think of that either. They're dogs like me. Small with spiky backs, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll let people learn on this podcast as well. Um, the other question to ask everyone, which I think was the one that broke Joe Henry for a moment, was uh, what would win the fight? Two sheep or one cow? Nah, the cow. The cow, obviously. I've seen cows move. And they move They move fast. And sheep, like... Uh, maybe the numbers game, but not, not, sheep aren't big enough. Not, a, cow, a cow falls over and the sheep are done for. You know what I mean? Have you, have you seen the video of the of the cow running into the sheep head first and then the sheep... And then the cow just collapses? No. <laughs> I will, I will set... Honestly, I think I've probably put a couple million hits on this. Oh, I say million. That's probably pushing it. A couple, <laughs> a couple, a couple hundred uh, views, mainly for myself, of this video on YouTube. It is incredible. I'll send you the link afterwards. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cow running into a sheep, and the cow collapses afterwards. So I think it was just a weak cow. I've seen cows, man. Like <laughs> things are big. I mean, sheep are not nearly as big. I mean, that's not the. <laughs> It's a pretty, pretty shit sentence. I've seen cows, man. <laughs> Got that on a t-shirt. <laughs> if we, if, if I actually had the episode titles, that's that's it. That's the one. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen cows, man. <laughs> anyway. Oh god, it's past my bedtime. I'm going delirious now. Uh, right. <laughs> so. <laughs> So mention what your your kind of aspirations, hopes are, and what have you, and and what you got coming up as well. As we kind of round off the our chat here, um, well, we're both still awake. Uh, in the time you've been wrestling, so you've 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 already had historic moments, and you will have as of tomorrow uh, when you face Koe in the first ever, as far as we're aware, brother versus brother tag team in Scotland. Um, I mean, that's been a mental time. Has there been anything that you didn't think or, I don't know, were surprised to to have happened, whether it's meeting someone that's a fan of yours or has there been a moment where you've spent, oh, my God, I'm a, I'm a wrestler kind of thing? Yeah, it was, um, it was the moment that I walked out of the curtain for the first time. It was that real flood of emotions of going, yeah, this is it. I'm doing the thing. You know, I'm doing the thing that I've wanted to do for so long. Um, there's been wee moments since then. Like, like Bob's great because I, I, I am a, I'm a baddie. I'm a real baddie because I've got a bald head and that's apparently enough grounds to not like someone over there. That stinking cesspool that is Paisley. Um, <laughs> I can spell bald. Even, see? But even there, it's like kids who have been like 
calling for my blood the entire show. Still can't ask me, like, all sheepish going, I get a picture with you. I go, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like, I'm in no way, shape, or form a celebrity. I'm not even going to pretend that I am. But I've made enough of an impression on, like, these kids where they go, oh, he's pretty cool. You know, and that's that's the aim of the game, you know, making an impression on the families, the kids, the people who come to these shows. Yeah, that was a cool moment. So, yeah, for that for that moment, you are a celebrity to that to that child, which yeah. is yeah, that's, that's what sounds amazing. Um, before we like I said, before we do the social media and all that kind of plug, um, Callisto's sorry, Summary Del Sol's tracksuit. That was a wonderful thing. I've I've didn't think beautiful it, tracksuit. It was it was amazing, wasn't it? It was it's, it's like he's raided Ravy Davies' wardrobe. That was the first thing I said when I saw him. He looked like one of the gangsters. Have you ever seen the gentleman, the guy Richard movie? Uh, yes, I have. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Was I thought he was wearing one of them. I was like, but the thing is, he had the mask on as well. I was like, that that guy, he gets it. You know, he he gets the game. Shows up in this cool looking track. So it sells as a hundred and fifty pound masks. <laughs> right next to the right next to the ten I've ever seen masks. <laughs> and the Sincaro ones, which you know is a bit awkward. Uh, yeah. Throw it in for a fiver, you get the Lucha Dragons. Uh, you go. See? But, uh, but no, I, I was there. Yeah, I was that was the first thing I saw. As soon as I saw that track, so it was like, oh my god, that is a beautiful piece. If people go into the bop, bop wrestling on on uh, Facebook and check and check the photos, it is wonderful. Okay, okay, yeah, it's just out, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> go to Scotland. What are we gonna wear? Tartan tracksuit. Yes, <laughs> man. Like, well, that's definitely why he's done it. He's like tartan. That makes sense. I know what he's probably if he's got England bookings, he's probably went. Oh, it's 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 uh, red and white. I think that'll do. Yeah, he wears, army. Like, he wears like the Space Girls Union Jack dress. Because <laughs> yeah, this is what they wear over there. It's like have you ever seen a photo of Mike Tyson when he came over to Scotland? He's wearing like a Scottish rugby top and a kilt, and he just it's what it's like when you see Snoop Dogg wearing a Celtic top. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute in your head. You know, the, the, these two things don't exist in the same world. You know it was, I mean? Is it is it this week? Roger Federer, uh, or I think came up. Roger Federer was wearing a uh, had a picture of him when he was younger, and he he showed it to Aunt, during a Q and A with Andy Murray with him wearing a Scotland shirt and like looking going, how Why? how is this a thing that happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the weirdest thing. Um, and we're going to go off on our tangents. Oh, it's tangent, still yeah. working. Um, so yeah, oh, I've I've had a blast with this. I'm so glad people just told me that I had to get you on the podcast because. Not yeah, only for the that. roller coaster story because that's just a madness in itself, but I think I think we've had a, a good chat, a little bit of setting the world right in, in wrestling. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't set you back, but I don't think it will. I think we will say we said good things, and I'm looking forward to seeing where you go in the future as well. It's 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 very exciting time, and hopefully, we get to see the, the brothers Gervin, uh, touring and tearing up elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. but as where can people find out more about? About Fraser Gervin. What I'm doing, where I'm going. Um, don't follow me on social media. I post a lot of shit. <laughs> Kidding on. Uh, it's at Fraser Gervin everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I do not have a Facebook page because I, I don't like Facebook. I'll just be honest. So Twitter and Instagram, that's where you can find me. At Fraser Gervin. Excellent. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much for, for speaking to me today. No worries. It was uh, all a pleasure. Thank you.